Yo, this is the Ancient Texan. It's a Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's been snowing a lot this week. There's some ice still in my driveway where the shades are. But it's a balmy 35 or so today. I've been thinking about this podcast for a long time. And I'm trying to do it in goodwill and express some concerns I have about something. And maybe trying to understand my own mind a little. But I also suspect I'm going to get some flack for this. But lucky not that many people listen to my podcast, at least from the point of view of getting flack and the silver lining. But there's a phrase, black lives matter. And I think I'm going to put the title at the top of this, of this one, black lives lab, black lives matter more. Now, is that true? Whenever I hear that phrase, I think Hispanic lives matter. I grew up in El Paso. All my friends were Hispanic. And when the gun shootings and stuff started, well, not when they started, but when they started being shown on video cameras and cell phones and posted on YouTube and we became aware of the police shootings. I was writing a blog at the time and I went and I looked at a lot of these stories and I was surprised to find there was a lot of uh, Hispanic shootings. One in particular I remember I'm guessing it's Tucson, but it but it was out west. Uh, there was a Hispanic man that uh, had mental illness, and he was throwing rocks at cars. Uh, and the police came, and he took off running, and they ran after him. And then they cornered him in this uh, store entrance where, you know, the there was a enclave or you know the there was a depression where the door was set back in and it was about six foot wide and the door was at the back of this v-shaped area and he got there and he was down on his knees and holding his hands up you know as they were pointing guns at him and then they just they just shot and killed him like a bunch of times you know, and his biggest weapon he had was a rock, but he had already put down the rocks and run, ran away. And he was in this very submissive position. Well, that bothered me to no end. But then I noticed it never showed up on the news. Um, 
in the regular array of you know shootings that show up on TV kind of on a periodic basis or whenever the news people decide that it's time for us to see a new one because there's actually quite a bit more than show up. But this one didn't show up and I started paying attention and looking for videos of Hispanics being shot. And they probably are not as uh, prevalent as the blacks being shot. But they're certainly not hard to find. And I got to wondering why only the black videos showed. Then about the same same time period, the phrase Black Lives Matter became prominent, or I became aware of it. I don't know if that actually corresponds to when the phrase was invented. And then, of course, the backlash to Black Lives Matter was All Lives Matter. Uh, and there was some resentment, uh, mostly among white, I assume, that all lives matter, white lives matter. Uh, but then there was an explanation put forth on how it's important to honor black lives at the moment. I, I can, at some point, I've seen, heard some pretty eloquent um, defenses of why that makes sense. Um, but it's the kind of explanation that when I hear it, it makes sense to me. But later when I try to repeat it, I find that I don't actually have a deep understanding of why it makes sense. And my head does this little tick through of our history as white people. Our history as human beings actually is what it is. But I tick through, you know, black lives, Hispanic lives. Then I stop and my mind goes on Indian reservations and the Trail of Tears and the Chinese that were punished and building the railroad, you know, out west, and the Japanese that were interned uh, during World War II and the Jews and the Palestinians that are uh, under apartheid in Israel. My mind goes through all these races that are being abused and you know the wheel goes round and uh, I even think now there's a case to be made that uh, white males are under uh, a lot of duress. A lot of us are. Um, and, you know, the idea that all white men have privilege, I actually think that's not true. If you look at a homeless man that's white, that's out on the road, where is his white privilege? Look at the 20,000 white men that die of drug addiction. Where is their white privilege? they have any better time than the black man addicted? 
I saw that the Asians are getting blamed for the pandemic and they're getting uh, attacked for being Asian and the pandemic coming from Asia, from China. And I would assume they're kind of white men, I don't know. There are a lot of white men that uh, have privilege, the really rich and elite in this country have a lot of privilege. And historically, white people have had privilege. I get that, and I've benefited from that. And uh, for the most part, uh, I would say I've had white privilege, and I have privilege from living in just a society. I had a good education, um, but I didn't have as much white privilege as a lot of people. I went to good public schools in Texas, but I grew up poor, you know. My dad was a car mechanic. Uh, my family had never passed, gone, never finished high school. So we're uneducated, poor people working hard. And it didn't feel like we had much privilege. I think we missed our cut. Perhaps I had more privilege. But privilege, persecution is, is obviously two ends of this spectrum. It's a scale. Every individual falls somewhere on that scale. And to make an assumption about where someone falls on this scale of privilege versus persecution uh, without knowing them is prejudice. And if you see a white person and you assume that he's privileged because he's white, that's the same as a prejudice when you look at a black person and you're afraid of him because he's black or you make any other assumption about him. It's the same kind of prejudice. I saw a story this week. Um, the guy, you remember uh, Hotel Rwanda, or I'm not sure I'm saying that right, where the Hutus were killing the Tutsis and this guy that was a Hindu or Hunt, well, you can say we'll call them the H's and the T's, uh, were killing the Tutsis and protected them in a hotel. Well, he's now been arrested. He got a Nobel Peace Prize and was very famous, but he also came back and apparently he's charged with supporting um, a rebellion among the Tutsis trying to still get their rights and they're taking up arms to get it. And he lives in Belgium and he got um, somehow kidnapped from Belgium and hauled back into the country. But I started reading about the guy that took over the country, uh, whose name slips me. But after the massacre, they made a law that you couldn't say you were Tutsi or Hindu or whatever the name is. They took that from their national ID cards and you couldn't put it on an application and you couldn't even say the words. 
you couldn't point out that you belonged to a certain race. It was considered harmful. Think about that a second. Remove all notation to race. It doesn't show up on your job application. You could even say your sex doesn't show up on your job application. You take your first initials, your first names, turn those into initials and apply for a job. Your sexual preference, your pronoun preference, your race, anything that identifies you as belonging to a group against which prejudice uh, exists. It's just completely moved from the job application. Maybe even your age. Maybe you could put your relevant experience and they can deduce. Like if you see my 50 years of experience as a process engineer, you might conclude that uh, I'm an old dude. But I might just put, and I've actually done this when I was in my 50s and I started feeling age prejudice. I would only put the experience that was relevant to what they were looking for and I would m remove references to the dates of everything. I didn't play the game very well or very seriously and I would forget in an interview that I uh, didn't put that experience down and I would let know that, oh, I have experience doing that too. Uh, so I kind of hurt myself by that. So I, I didn't play the game well. But it's a thought. And so when we say Black Lives Matter, we're signaling out a certain group. And, and what do we mean by that? Do we mean Black Lives Matter more? Or Black Lives Matter like all lives matter? Our Black Lives Matter is an example of all lives matter? And does this accomplish what we want? Is this a way of saying uh, we recognize that there's prejudice and by recognizing it and pointing it out often we're going to change the people that are racial and they're going to suddenly want to be not racist? Is it going to be the people that are not racist are going to be fortified and they're not being racist? I, I just, I struggle with that. Just like I struggle with an all-black college. I don't like references to race because there's so much damn baggage associated with it. Um, and do I have racial biases and stuff going on? I'm sure I do. I'm a human being, so I've, I've got things screwed up. But do I think that's a serious problem with me? No, I don't think so. A black person might disagree. 
But I do know, I feel increasingly that uh, I'm blamed for being white and blamed for having white privilege and the tone that's used, and I've actually been called you're a white privilege so-and-so, uh, and maybe I am, but it, it to me is a very derogatory term that I, I don't like it. And I also know that there's a growing um, group of white people that are disadvantaged and forgotten. We've outsourced their jobs. We've turned most help to minorities and they're a minority on as a part of the white people. You know, being a poor white person uh, doesn't help that you're part of a group that also includes some very rich white people. If you're a poor, if you're in the group of poor white people, you're a minority. So it doesn't help you much. If you're in that 20% people in this country that are in poverty, it doesn't help much that you're white and that whites are privileged. You're a poor white person and somehow you missed your allotment of privilege. And in both cases where we're focused on the white privilege or one's blackness, aren't we missing the point that these are people with that we need to see them as individuals and have some care and compassion for them and what group they belong to from a historical perspective um, doesn't help them. It may help them and it may hurt them, but it's not a given that you're a homeless white man that you have much advantage over anybody. So, and I'm not opposed to this idea of retribution or helping people because, you know, they haven't accumulated assets uh, because their family has been denied access to owning houses and at higher interest rates and all that, which is, you know, true for a lot of black people and they have my utmost sympathy. But it's also true for Hispanics and it's also true for white people that don't have the education and the know-how uh, to navigate the world of finance. Um, I grew up with, with people that would just as easy buy a car loan with 21% and 6%. Uh, not my parents, because my mom was pretty, pretty sharp. We were smart, poor, uneducated white people. Very smart. Very intelligent. But the road that we had traveled, especially my dad, it was, had not been an easy one. Imagine being on the Philippines when the Jap Japanese took over. That's a pretty rough road. 
and that wasn't the roughest road he went down. So my dad missed the whole allotment of white privilege, and that's a whole nother story. So I'd like to imagine this world where we don't talk about race. We talk about people that have, we see people as individuals and we see someone that's beat down and that's had a rough time of it. And we give them a way to get back into society and we help them. And we find programs that work for people that are beat down and hurt and that have nothing to do with the color of their skin or their ethnicity or their sexual preference or anything. All that really doesn't matter. They're individuals, they're humans. And I'm not sure if we keep rising up the Black Lives Matter banner or the Asian Lives Matter banner or the Hispanics minor or the white privilege that we're doing any more than causing resentment. I don't think we're actually curing anything. And I'm questioning that we're even at this point increasing the awareness of the problems. I think we're at the point that we wave these flags and we still forget to look at the individual and we forget to care for the person that's right in front of us. This is the ancient Texan. Hope you give my words some thoughts. My my words some thought. Anyway, this is the ancient Texan. Have a good one. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred in our fellow inhabitants. Namaste.